0: Hey everyone, you're listening to Tech Time, a daily podcast dedicated to giving you what you need to know in the world of tech in three minutes or less. Now let's dive into today's episode.
1: Happy Wednesday Tech Time. Hope everyone's having a fantastic week. Uh, you know I am because I always have a fantastic day <laughs> and a fantastic week. And uh today we're gonna be covering how to win with machine learning and how to catch up if you're lagging behind a uh, pretty great article in the Harvard Business Review in the September to October edition so I'm pretty excited about this I know machine learning is really hot and there are companies who are uh, definitely making some some really quick and uh, and and fast and just really big strides in in machine learning and AI in general. And then there's obviously a lot of companies who are lagging behind. So uh, let's, let's dive in and let's talk about how we can win with machine learning and how to catch up if you're lagging behind. So uh, as we know, just, they're just huge advancement, huge advancements uh, in artificial intelligence, right? And kind of a subset of machine learning. So. Um, really, the authors in this article they talk about you know the data inputs and and turning them into predictions have obviously enabled all of the big tech giants from Amazon to Apple to Facebook to Google to obviously dramatically improve uh, their own products, platforms and and even just you know then layer on services on top of that. So uh, the article gives gives a, gives a couple examples um the big thing the big thing that i that i'm going to i'm actually going to skip over uh the quick example that they dive into just for right now cuz i want to jump into the making predictions piece with ai so we know that businesses want to use machine learning to recognize patterns and then make predictions right there's no point in collecting a bunch of information if you're not going to do anything with it right and and I talked about this on the big data uh podcast preview that I did on, on Tech Time, and I'm gonna talk and I interview Bill Schmorza, who's the uh, ex-chief innovation officer at Hitachi Ventera. We talk about this. The the data actually isn't worth anything until you actually can start to uh monetize it, start to to derive actual uh business value from the data. Until that process starts to happen, it's a liability, right? And what do I mean by liability? It's probably a liability and an expense. But when you think about it, you're uh, acquiring all this data. You've got to store it. You, you're trying to make sense of it. This is all just a, a liability to the business until, it can, until you can make sense and make business data-driven. I know it's a little overused, but we'll go with data-driven. Uh, business decisions. So uh, that, that's what we're talking about, making predictions with AI, right? And so it, it could be from everything, uh, whatever inputs of data that you're taking in, right? Whatever training data you're taking in. And My favorite example of this obviously is, is Tesla. I'm a huge Tesla fan. Uh, some of my listeners actually drive a Tesla, I think. So if you listen to this episode, uh, we love it, right? Because Tesla is taking in so many different inputs, and they're just sending them all back to to the headquarters, right? And each fleet of cars. So, if you think about this, right? In a normal situation, a normal scenario, when you're driving a car and you you crash your car, only you would learn from that car accident, right? And what's so cool about the, the whole Tesla piece, the other car manufacturers are, are not really getting is with Tesla, all of that data goes back to uh, HQ, right? And so when the data goes back to the HQ, then Elon and company, Elon and team uh, are making sense of, hey, how can the, how can we make improvements that are then going to be pushed out to the entire fleet of cars? So I don't know how much data Elon's taking in, but it's a lot. And it is a, a pretty awesome uh, setup on the Tesla front, right? But we know this all kinds of this whole IoT revolution or IIoT, the Industrial Internet of Things uh, revolution, right? Um, you have that. You've got the consumer side. There's so much training data that is being taken in from whether it's a fitbit to an apple watch we we know uh right even uh on the business side in, and in life right from traffic conditions speed limits roadsides um, we even know uh, facial recognition right now uh, temperature checking you know there's so much training data that can be taken in uh that that that's how you can start to model. I mean, because the models are only going to be as good as the training data, right? And I'm not going to make this political, but it was kind of funny to see uh, Joe Biden up 14 points on President Trump. And why do I say that's funny? Well, I I kind of laugh at it. Again, this is not political. Again, the the reason why I say it's funny is because there, there are models that, uh, that have that have made these predictions. And so, again, you have to think the model is only as good as the training data, right? And this is what's so important. You have to get the necessary inputs right in order for the model to really, really, really uh, excel. So just s- very critically to think about In business, when we're making these types of decisions and we're using machine learning to recognize patterns, we need to be asking ourselves, how much data uh, are are we actually putting into the model? Is it the right type of data? There's a lot of noisy data out there. right? So these are just some questions as we think of how to leverage machine learning and AI on the data front. super important, super and super important, right? Uh, And so there's kind of this, and if the data isn't right, you know, we kind of have this feedback cycle, this feedback loop that we can adjust the models, right? And uh, it was really great, right? So in this article, uh, I'm going to read a piece of it from here. It can also be dangerously easy to introduce biases into machine learning, especially if multiple factors are in play. And in their case, suppose a lender uses an AI enabled process to assess the credit risk of loan applicants considering their income level, employment history, demographic characteristics, and so forth. If the training data for the algorithm discriminates against a certain group, say people of color, the feedback loop will perpetuate and even accentuate that bias, making it increasingly likely that applicants of color are rejected. Feedback is almost impossible to incorporate safely into an algorithm without carefully defined parameters and reliable, unbiased sources, right? So we, we saw this happen uh, again. I don't want to harp on the, the 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 polling people. I have no idea who they are actually or where they actually get the data because I haven't I haven't drilled down uh, that deeply. But, but this is what happens when the data and the the inputs are are flawed and are wrong, right? So and, uh, and then when we we jump into how do we build an actual competitive advantage in the marketplace for making predictions, right? So a uh, really great example, we think about Google and the type of algorithms they're running, right? They're getting tweaked and modified and uh, and they're just getting improved upon rapidly fast, right? So they're building a moat um, with their data. So uh, let's jump into the three building three competitive advantages in, in prediction. So one is do you have enough training data? So we, we talked about this, right? If you don't have enough training data, and this is super important and and actually if we back out, I know this podcast is going a little bit long. If you're if you're with me and you listen to the intro, I've I've totally moved past the three minutes and I will have to readjust the intro and uh, and we'll, we'll get Okay. So we talked about, do you have enough training data? Number two, how fast are your feedback loops? Okay. So this is super important. You have to have feedback loops in order to iterate and make adjustments to your data, right? I mean, this makes sense in anything that you do and the feedback loops are super important, but it's not how many feedback loops you have, although that's important really comes down to the rate, right? The velocity. How fast are your feedback loops? Velocity of your feedback loops this is critically important. Number three, how good are your predictions, right? So the success of your predictions, that's what all this comes down to. If your predictions are terrible, then you're probably going to be out of work, right? Or, or the consumers are going to be angry, or the businesses are going to be angry, or your boss is going to be angry. The predictions have to be reliable, right? They have to be good, they have to be clear, and you have to really make a business sense of of the predictions, and are they going towards your business goal, right? So that's going to sum up the uh, building a competitive advantage in prediction, but, but what if you're behind? What if you're trying to catch up? The author's list, two two possible ways you can catch up one identify and secure alternative data sources okay so identify and secure alternative data sources this is hard but doable right um, potentially maybe the bigger players aren't looking at other data sources and you can potentially model different scenarios and beat out the larger competitors right you can i think they make the case too. You carve out a niche and uh, find a way to beat the bigger players. And then number two, if you're catching up, is to differentiate the, the prediction, right? And, uh, and, and, we, and we see this, right? If we can really focus, uh, and I'll just use the bigger players again as an example. If we can really focus on on trying to figure out, hey, what are the bigger players not thinking about? what are they missing? Maybe what are their biases? And we can start to differentiate in our prediction. Uh, we, we actually could, could catch up to them and be, be quite valuable, right? So that, that's the big thing too. So if we can differentiate ourselves from the big players, then uh, we, we can actually start to be uh, successful. And we see this, right, in startups all the time. So uh, not, I know I'm just taking up way too much time, but, but this is a fun article. Uh, I did actually really like it uh, that I, I can't, I didn't have time to go through everything, even though I'm going on for 12 minutes, uh, but how to win with machine learning and how to catch up and re-lagging behind. Uh, really good, really fun. Let me know if you have any comments, suggestions. I'd uh, love to know what machine learning work that you're doing or AI. And uh, if you're lagging behind, uh, let me know. I'd love to have a conversation about how we can help you Catch up, have a fantastic rest of the evening and I will see everyone tomorrow.
0: You've been listening to Tech Time. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show and your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, I'd love for you to open up the Apple Podcast app and leave a quick rating. Just tap the number of stars you think the show deserves. Also, if you're looking for more content, please visit techtablespodcast.com the latest Q&A interviews with industry leaders from across the globe. And to learn more about our sponsor, please visit nagaro.com. That's N-A-G-A-R-R-O.com. Nagaro helps clients transform, adapt, and build new ways into the future through an entrepreneurial, agile, and caring mindset. We excel at digital product engineering and deliver on the promise of thinking breakthroughs. And of course, you can find me, Joe Tosti, your podcast host on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.